This episode of Everything Sounds is sponsored by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial with no credit card required and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code NOISE. That's the word N-O-I-S-E. It's also supported by Sound Studio 4 for Mac. If you want to record and edit audio, you can find this affordable option at macsoundstudio.com or in the Mac App Store. Again, that's Sound Studio 4 for Mac. Ignition sequence start. Everything. Everything. Sounds. Sounds. This is Everything Sounds. Literally, I mean, I don't know if this has changed since when I grew up, but the answer to, like, why do I need this or when will I ever need this to, like, algebra or, uh, you know, calculus, you know, if you don't have a good answer for your students today, you should stop teaching. Honestly. Honestly, stop teaching. Teach something else. I mean it so seriously. Stop teaching. Don't teach my kids when, when they're around. Absolutely not. Because there's a lot of really solid answers to that question. And I was the kid who needed to know why he was learning everything in school. I didn't do terrible in school. I didn't do great in school. I did really awesome at the things that I understood why I was learning, you know. So math, not my, not my best subject, man. And it's entirely interwoven in the science behind exactly what I do for a living right now. So that was Drew Blank. And this is Everything Sounds. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm Craig Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. Anyway, Drew has managed to do something unique, and we'll get into the specifics of it later on, but let's set the scene. Obviously, he didn't get the kind of support in the classroom that he would have liked, but that's okay. When he was younger... A super starting point. Maybe it started at... He had E.T. E.T. Pardon me, because that, that might have been one of the first movies I saw in the theater. Like, soon as I was turned on, like, the whole concept of sci-fi and aliens and spaceships and aircrafts, you know, all happened simultaneously and... My little young mind, I don't think, had wanted all of it at once and didn't know exactly, you know, where, where to find it. Around the time he was getting his first taste of sci-fi and spaceships, he was also breakdancing. Drew was a five-year-old, sci-fi-loving, breakdancing kid. Exactly. Music, sci-fi, and this creative streak. That's a solid foundation for the future, and add to that a supportive family, and Drew was on his way. My mom was a real big influence, you know. My dad, technically, obviously, that, you know, he's definitely the first person to put a soldering iron in my hand. He wasn't really the father that would sit there with the soldering iron. He'd kind of, like, be working on a project himself. And I wanted in on anything like that. The first time I saw a circuit board, I definitely know something clicked in me. Like, I want more of that. You know, somewhere in my life, there'll be more of that. Drew's dad was really into these things called Heath Kits. Now, if you're not familiar with Heath Kits, they were popular with electronics enthusiasts or just people looking to save a buck from around the 1950s through the 1980s. Heath Kits gave people with no electronics experience the equipment and the instructions they would need to build all sorts of things, and usually for less money than you could buy them off the shelf. 
this is what my dad said. I used to build Heath kits when I was 10 years old, you know, for he wanted a transistor radio that was $300. He built one for 75 that he saved for from Heath kit. So he bought me my first Heath kit. Boom, here we are, 1984, whatever here, you know, seven, eight years old. He buys me my first AM, not even AM, FM, my first AM Heathkit radio. Over time, the cost of electronics were dropping, and eventually Heathkits were more expensive to buy than many of the products right off the shelf. The AM kit that Drew had was $45, and around that time, you could buy a radio for about $20. So... Home electronics began to fade away, but Drew still wanted more of those kinds of projects. He just didn't have a ready-made solution to do it. Around the time Drew was 12 or 13, he stole his brother's digital delay pedal and multi-track recorder, and he began experimenting with those. Instead of using multiple reel-to-reels, I actually had my brother's Fostex and a, a crappy little digital delay. And this is how I was making techno. I mean, like, literally, that's what was available for me at 13 years old to get involved in electronic music. It was through electronic music that Drew rekindled his fascination from when he was five years old. I I had found those knobs and sliders and blinking lights in that spaceship that I longed for when I listened to breakdance music and saw E.T. and Close Encounters for the first time in the early day. I found it in the 90s with electronic music and I had outboard gear out the wazoo. You know, I had the TB303, TR909, you know, TR808. He was producing electronic music and he also spent some of his time promoting raves around New York City. He was having fun and getting some new gear and things were going pretty well. But as technology changed in the next decade, so did the kinds of performances that got booked in the electronic music scene. And here I am, it's 2004, I have $100,000 of vintage outboard gear. Some of I got a good deal on, some of I paid a lot of money on because I've been doing it for a bit at that point. And they're hiring hot chicks with laptops. That's the live performance in New York, you know? That's. You know, what was a $500 gig, you know, a $1,000 gig, blah, 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 turned into like a $50, you know, gig with free beer. And headliners became like Swedish chicks being brought in, being paid massive amounts of money to sit there and tweak away on a mouse. Literally looking, sitting pretty on stage and looking like they're checking email. That trend basically retired Drew from his electronic musical performances. He eventually sold some of his equipment and started a marketing company, but he was still creating music on the side, and he started to miss his gear. The marketing company eventually sold, and Drew was looking forward to starting his next project, even if he wasn't sure what it was going to be yet. Along the way, Drew had heard about circuit bending, People were taking old electronics like children's toys and modifying them to use in their music or just to make cool sounds. He supported circuit bending in theory, but he didn't give it a lot of his attention at the time. He thought he might end up continuing with music or maybe marketing, like consulting or coaching musicians and helping them market themselves, you know, create music videos, stuff like that. But even though he wasn't entirely sure what he would be doing, he was sure that he needed a great computer to do the work. So he started to build his own computer, which he calls Tron. It's in this futuristic looking white case, has all these blinking lights and LEDs, but 
A computer really isn't complete unless your peripherals match, right? I, for life me, could not find a white mouse of quality that color changed. So I was like, hey, maybe this is a good, good place to start on, on circuit bending. It's not even an audio device. I'm like, I'll buy some color changing LEDs. I'll buy this nice white mouse here, right? And uh, I'll, um, and I'll just figure it out, man. I'll just make the thing color changing and just get inside it. I mean, I was like, I used to do this. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code NOISE. Squarespace is constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with and all the style options you need to create a unique website for yourself or for your business. Squarespace has over 20 highly customizable templates for you to choose from. It's incredibly easy to use, and if you still need some help, Squarespace has an amazing support team. They work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It all starts at just $8 a month, and every design automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content will look great on every device, every single time. You can just start with a trial, no credit card required, and start building your website today. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code NOISE, N-O-I-S-E, to get that 10% off. And show your support for Everything Sounds. And thanks. So, he had this idea for a color-changing mouse to match his new computer. If anything had gone differently when he put it together, we might have been talking about something completely different with Drew. Music marketing, or maybe a hip-hop video, but this is exactly how it went down. And uh, so the mouse comes, the LEDs come, triumphant moment, right? I pop, pop the sucker on, right? I found, I found like an existing LED or whatever it was. You know, desoldered that thing, put the other LED on, boom, plugged it in, five volts right into the computer, LED changed. That's it. That's it. I'm done. It worked. Everything came back to him after that. He wanted to circuit bend something with sound next. He took some electronics out of a gift bag that played Christmas music. He made some modifications, put them in a small box that he decorated with markers, and then he had his second piece. And it kept going from there. Next thing I did was, I think, was, was build a, like a distortion pedal. It wasn't a bend at all. So I'd like almost immediately within like two weeks, say, there's the LED, LED uh, experience with, with, with the mouse, which I guess I have to put the last note on it. Never used the mouse, never put the cover back on it. Was literally light went on, mouse case off the mouse went directly over and started like, planning on it. I was like, okay, I'm hooked. We gotta, I gotta work on something that makes sound. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if I could, if I could get back into it enough to make the LED light up, then it's time to build a synthesizer. Like I'm ready to go, you know? So the next he began experimenting more with his own ideas and adapting other schematics that were out there. His work became more focused and more defined. And all of this experience with marketing and graphic design, music and circuitry, it all started to kick in and everything was falling into place for him to start his own business. Enter 
Dr. Blankenstein. That's Blankenstein. <laughs> and actually, that's by design. Obviously, his last name is Blank, and he's Frankensteining equipment, but it also has to do with his love of a Mel Brooks classic. Any questions before we proceed? I have one question, Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. Dr. Blankenstein was born, and the doctor has a very particular way of conducting business. He was creating equipment that made wild sounds and had cool features for touring musicians and amateurs that were playing at home, and his pieces all have a distinct look. They're colorful and clean both inside and out. And when, as soon as you're talking about anything that's audio-oriented, there has to be some level of dependability. It can't just be fun and break, because that's not so fun, you know, and someone paid money for it. He opened up one of his newest pieces while we were recording this conversation. It's a 10-step sequencer with eight touch sensors, light sensors, and other controls. He calls it the Endeavor. It was a piece made for the 20th anniversary of Mushroomhead, the band. It was actually for their drummer. And when the screws were taken out, there were a ton of wires. But even if you don't know a single thing about electronics, you can tell that there was some kind of logic behind the way it was organized. I try to keep a color coding that's pretty consistent from piece to piece. Thinking in like the three, four, five year kind of, uh, well, it's not doing this or the light sensor doesn't seem better. I'd be like, oh, well, look for the, uh, you know, the yellow wires going towards, because I always use yellow for my light sensors, you know, a, a, a potentiometer that controls a parameter. You will usually have green wires, you know, red and blacks for, for power and for. He knows that people depend on the pieces. And because he also used to work at a few stores that sold instruments, he's able to communicate with people about issues and their possible solutions, which is critical. So crucial. If you can't tell people like what, what, what color wire they're looking for, you know what I mean? That's it. You, know, you, could, you could ruin the session kind of thing. So what do his custom synthesizers and effects sound like? Well, it really depends on how they're used. Remember, you can control them in many different ways through knobs, buttons, or touch sensors, or even by moving your hand to control how much light is seen by the light sensors. It really just depends on how you're using it and in what musical context. For example, here's the endeavor we were just mentioning. If I was using it, it would be more in like... So you could kind of get stuttering effect. He's also built his own version of the popular Atari Punk console circuit. Now keep in mind that he's actually not touching anything. He's just moving his hand around the device at this point. So you get a full, uh, as far as the uh, harmonic range, just like most of the Atari Punk consoles, right? It's more of a theremin kind of thing. And he's also made more ambitious and somewhat experimental projects, like his electric didgeridoo. All of his work is being done in an apartment in Manhattan. He's got no full-time help and a few assistants that help during busier times. He has plans to move the operation to a bigger space when things scale up, but Drew never knew that this is what he'd be doing for a career, but all of his experiences and interests allowed everything to work out this way for him. 
I had no idea. The point is, is I had no idea how much this stuff lay, lay, lay dormant in my head. And like, it's, it's, it's a testament to the, to, to the human brain and the fact that like, you know, experience is, is worth it even even if you don't even know it right away i mean like they they really those some of these memories and experiences and knowledge are actually literally just sitting and waiting for that thing back to that whole like i hate my career you know that guy out there or I, I think i might be into this but like it would take me just too long to get involved in a new career you know I, i'm just not gonna screw it you know what i mean get something buy the mouse buy the led you know, because it's like that one, you just, you know, soldering two solder points. The next thing you know, that whole, you know, or you're, if it's like custom landscaping, you know, and you're like, you see these people carving animals into bushes. You're like, man, you know, I used to love landscaping when I was a kid. I like, I think I could do that. Dude, grow a bush, buy a clipper, do a bush. We've got more from Drew in the creations from Dr. Blankenstein on everythingsounds.org. You can see pictures and videos and also hear more examples of what these creations sound like. Again, that's everythingsounds.org. While you're there, you can also find links to hear the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you like what you've been hearing, subscribe to the show and review the show on iTunes, and it really helps us move up in their rankings. We're also a part of the Mule Radio Syndicate. You can hear us alongside shows like Here Be Monsters, The Broad Experience, and This Is Actually Happening, along with other great podcasts. See the full lineup at muleradio.net. Today's episode was sponsored by Sound Studio 4 by Felt Tip Inc. Sound Studio 4 for Mac lets you record audio, create podcasts, digitize tapes and records, and create sound effects for your own projects. Information on all of the features is at MacSoundStudio.com or in the Mac App Store. Again, that's Sound Studio 4 for Mac. Until next time, I'm Craig Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. This is Everything Sounds.